This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. It's a special Halloween edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Boo! I'm Cam Edwards, and the uh, boo, boo is, of course, the lovely and talented Miss E. Not to be confused with the ghost of Miss E, which hasn't happened. So and will not. It's not going to happen anytime. For a very soon. long time. Yeah. But uh, yay, Miss E is back, and the uh, podcast numbers go up exponentially. Huh? How you feeling? Um. So everybody's experience is different. People have been going from telling me you're going to feel like this, you're going to feel like this, and it's going to last for two days or what. Today was like the first day I didn't feel like. Shitty, right? Like it's it's been like having morning sickness, only a lot more throwing up and other stomach problems. I cannot taste anything. I'm putting salt in canned soup. It's so (laughs) like I can't taste it. I'm living off of chicken soup and chicken pot pie. And today I found a can of chicken pot pie soup in the back (laughs) of the pantry, and it was like it was like oh. The, the gods were smiling on me, so um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, it's all right. I'm being lazy. I'm, I'm resting a lot. I'm sleeping a lot. I'm knitting a lot. I've made myself like eight hats. I made, I mailed a hat off this week to somebody, and uh, now I'm working on a baby sweater and a washcloth, and I need to start a boy blanket. So yeah, I'm just sitting and knitting. Right. Today was the first day that uh, when we talked on the phone. Uh, you actually sounded like yourself. Yeah, I felt a little more like myself today. Today, like I managed to stay on top of my nausea medication, so it didn't come around to dinner time going, "Oh crap, I forgot to take my medicine," mm-hmm. and uh, I took it around. It's an eight-hour thing, right? And I'm actually feeling pretty good. So good. And I baked today. You did. I had a piece of the banana nut bread. No, it's you, just banana. Just banana bread. Yeah, I don't put nuts in it. Cause and I don't really fruit. like bananas, but uh, I liked your banana bread. Thank you. It was like more of a cake. I added another egg and a little bit more, uh, um, what else did I add? A little bit more something. Butter, I think. But I went and whipped it a little bit more because I wanted it. So the, it's funny, though. The banana bread is the cake skull. And then mm-hmm. the deep dark chocolate is actually a um, bunt pan. It's a, It's called a stained glass 
pan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked our oldest what she wanted for her birthday because her birthday is a couple days after Halloween. And she said, I really want one of those chocolate cakes like you used to mail me when I was in college. <laughs> so I made her, except for the shape, I made her one of those chocolate cakes I used to make her in college. So I'll be mailing that off tomorrow. Yeah, watching your uh, Instagram feed uh, at Cornigo Farm and seeing the baked goods, I wanted to chime in like, don't forget chocolate chip cookies. But uh, well, I figured I'll put the- you had enough on your plate. And I have been stress eating, so I don't need the chocolate chip cookies. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, that's true. But maybe I'll pick up some just for the for have make over the weekend. That way the kids will help you eat them too, and you won't be just sitting there mindlessly noshing on chocolate there, chip cookies. There you go. Well, we are going to have our Halloween party this weekend, so maybe we, we need chocolate chip cookies for that. Maybe. Yes, yes. Because like I said, the banana cake is for that. Even though it looks like a skull, I think I might glaze it in chocolate because there's something about banana and chocolate that's pretty good. And we kept joking around about you, if you didn't feel well, you're just going to be a mermaid, but you didn't knit yourself a mermaid uh, And I couldn't tail. find one when we went, um, I took the kids Halloween shopping at about uh, west of us and we went to three different Halloween stores and I could not find a mermaid costume. But I did find my old Betty Rubble costume. Okay. So I might just be Betty Rubble. Okay. I still don't know what I'm going to be, but uh, I guess i got a few days to figure that out. Yeah. We still have some stuff in the boxes, too. I think we have that Rastafarian wig, and we have that I think that's Guy Fieri hat. I'm well, not sure. But so it's the I, Guy Fieri hat. I mean... That's true. It's all cultural appropriate. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm not blah. Italian. It's a costume, so. right? Well, I'm not a mermaid, and I have a blue wig, and, and I'm not a, you're not I'm a not, cave woman. I'm not a cave woman, so <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is all about that. I think we're going to make everybody sign a waiver before they come in the house. You cannot complain about any Halloween costumes that you may see. Nah, we never have any issues. No, well, no, because we invite friends who are not Idiots. snowflakes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we don't have the snowflakes here. So, on the uh, program tonight, I want to talk, I figured it is, since you know it is Halloween, uh, we'll talk about some of the ghostly encounters that we've had, which aren't that many, uh, honestly, on the farm, but there are a couple. Yeah, considering the, the, the cemetery has, like, what, at least uh, what, 13, 18 people in it? Uh, around 13 or so, yes. We do have a cemetery on our property Yeah, uh, with, you know, 13... Well, there's around a, a thirteen. There's the so. one stone that lists thirteen people, and then there's footstones, and there's that one married couple. Right. So, so yeah, I forget how many there are, but there are close to a dozen. Yeah, more than that. But uh, in the cemetery, but we haven't had a lot of ghostly encounters on the farm. No, not not. But we have had a few, and I asked uh, on my Facebook page today because yes. I'm actually trying to get back onto social media, and I'm trying to be good about it. I'm, I'm still boycotting Twitter because I don't like Twitter. Yeah, well. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg has actually done and said a couple of things recently that I can kind of uh, get behind. He, he talked about hunting uh, in a Facebook Live post and how he likes to eat meat that he's taken himself. And I thought good for him because hunters have actually gotten a lot of shit uh, on Mark, Facebook lately. Mark Zuckerberg said that? Yes, he did. Wow. Yes, he did. And apparently uh, there was another story I saw this week about uh, uh, some of the Facebook employees wanting to basically censor uh, news and posts about Donald Trump. This was way early on in the campaign. And he said, no. Uh, he said, you know, Facebook is content neutral. We're not picking sides like that. Uh, and well, they shouldn't. Yeah. And there's a, well, I know, but there's a, you look at what has happened in Silicon Valley this year when it's, you know, anybody associated, anybody who's, you know, come out in favor of Trump has, they've, they've, uh, there have been pushes to get them to lose their jobs, mm. you know, uh, and to have them removed from companies. So to see Mark Zuckerberg say that, I was like, all right, that's, 
That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am back on Facebook. So I asked the question about uh, ghostly experiences, and we got a lot of responses. So we'll talk about that. Um, and we have a lot of emails to get to as well. But uh, news from the farm, we are... Down two goats, temporarily anyway, but well, uh, one temporarily. of them is not coming back. <laughs> one of them will be coming back in nice, neat little plastic packages. Yes, and that means we'll be having euros before long. Yay, euros. So thank you, Frankie, who was with us for uh, quite some time and was a good companion, uh, but as a weathered goat was kind of pointless and he's for big. us to keep, and, and he, he was big and meaty. And he eats a lot, and... He is always getting into mischief with the other girl who's big. And they're, right. the, they're the big ones, and they're always knocking the fence down. Yeah. And anyway, she's gone too, but she's only gone temporarily because she's, she's going to get her a waka waka boyfriend and uh, come back knocked <laughs> up so that we'll have milk come spring. And then are we going to send off any others? Well, my friend doesn't have—we need a little guy for the rest of the girls. Okay. So I need to look online for, like, an online goat dating service and find myself a little Nigerian buckling who wants a little romance with at least um, Fern and Franny. I think Freckles is still too young. I think you're right. She's only a little more than a year, so yeah. I want to give her another year to get a little bit bigger. Because they're little goats. Toffee isn't even a and year. Toffee's yet, is, no, she's, she's a baby. Young. No way. You know, they have the FarmersOnly.com website. You actually need, like, one for, for livestock hookups. Maybe that's maybe we should just start livestockhookups.com, right? right? Well, then, then you might pasture, get... Pasture <laughs> tender? You might get the weirdos with that one, though. No, no, no. <laughs> there would be no human in search of category. It would only be, I am a goat owner in search of a goat owner who needs... Yeah, right, who yeah, needs the services yes. of a buck. We'd have to get very, very specific with the drop-down menus. Ooh, yeah, very <laughs> specific. That could, that could lead to some really unpleasant things. So the other uh, thing that happened this week that I thought was kind of interesting, as I'm driving home... Monday night. Uh, it's dark out. It's late. I'm cruising along at speed limit, and I notice these blinking lights that I'm coming up fairly quickly on. Mm. And I thought at first it was a car on the side of the road, so I slow way down. And it's not a car on the side of the road. It is a buggy in the road. And when I got to a, a point where I could safely and legally pass, I safely and legally passed. And uh, we've seen Amish. We've seen you know, the signs warning. Signs. Yes, right. we've seen the, we've seen the Amish warning signs on the roads. <laughs> and and I saw one of our new Amish sort of neighbors uh, in the area huh. who was uh, out uh, for a ride somewhere about s- uh, nine o'clock at night. I saw one during the day on a scooter on the road, like an electric scooter. No, like like. Like a motor like, scooter? Oh, like the kind you actually like, like push along. He's using a, well, actually, he was using a bicycle like a scooter because he was going uphill. Okay. And I was just like, but he was kind of on the, he was standing on the side of it. Like he wasn't straddling it. He was kind of on the side of it, pushing himself up the hill. And I was just like, okay, okay I've seen your, I've seen the sign about you, but where are you, where do you all <laughs> live now? You're in this triangle I can think of. So, right. Yeah. I'm not too sure. So, yeah, the, the, the word is, uh, and if there are any Amish listening, ha, ha, um, uh, or if word gets back, and now that might actually happen. Yeah, right. Uh, the, 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 the word around town is that uh, there was like a 400-acre farm that was purchased, mm. uh, which will get divided up among family members. But uh, I think it's one, typically it's like one family moves in, and by family it's not just the nuclear family, but it's the kids and grandkids, you know, it's yeah. one sort of 
the clan big moves extended in, family and uh, and kind of colonizes the place and then other families will follow so, so they're like a little satellite Amish community yes since we have our own little intercourse <laughs> or, <laughs> or blue, blue balls. balls or wherever else in Bird Lancaster in County Burden uh, Hand right. there we go uh, yeah and <laughs> And and so Kyle Morgan, who's our uh, technical director with NRA News and Cam and Company uh, here in Farmville, he, we actually hired him. He was living in the Lancaster area. He grew up there. Well, he knows all and about so these guys. And when, so when the signs started going up, he, oh, and he says, yeah, you know, it's neat at first. And then on Sundays, you know, the traffic slows down. And it's, 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 there's, there's some struggles you know to uh to get along in the two worlds the worlds of the amish and the worlds of the people who drive cars and, uh-huh. you know, um so yeah so that'll be an interesting adjustment yeah. um going forward here but i think it's, it's does, i don't think it's it's more down towards farmville i think i don't think it'll affect us too much it, it, no it won't I, I don't i don't know i don't know how much it'll affect us but uh, i still think it's kind of neat that uh Frankly, I think it's neat that, that we weren't the only people to move into the area in the last few years. That right. we've got company. Yeah, you know? right. We're we're all different. We're all coming in from the outside. You know, let's all just. This that's what's interesting about around here is just like a lot of different types of people, but everybody just gets along. Like, remember when one of our kids worked at a, a restaurant around here, mm-hmm. and he was really surprised at the night crowd how completely different it was but they all just everybody was just fine yeah because i mean rural virginia you would think you know man there's going to be you know trouble and you know whites and blacks aren't going to be able to get along and no nah, that really wasn't the case nah. like everybody's really cool he said they had the know. gangster types right there right next to the white rednecks and everybody was just getting along drinking having a good old time chatting up the, and playing the night away it was really just cracked me up Ain't that America. All right, we're going to take a a quick time out. When we come back, uh, there's actually a news story that I wanted to talk about. uh, Trouble for the small farmers on the horizon. Stick around. We've got more 40 Acres and a Fool coming up right after this. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So Cameron Gray, producer at Cam and Company, sent a, a story to me that I, I assume, uh, he just sent me these stories, but I assume that he thought uh, this would be of interest for the 40 Acres and a Fool podcast, and he was right. Uh, it is from naturalnews.com. Mike Adams, the health ranger, uh, reporting... Mm. 
the right to farm being stripped from Americans. Michigan to criminalize small family farms with chickens, goats, honeybees, and more. Uh, he says the state of Michigan has ruled that local governments, cities, towns, and counties can now ban any animal they wish from small residential farms. So uh, the ruling could ban all chickens, goats, honeybees, and other animals from farms that have other residential homes less than 250 feet away. That's crappy. Yeah. Um, Michelle Regalado Dietrich is a, a blogger and a writer and a farmer. Uh, about half of her 80-acre farm may not be zoned for farm animals anymore. She says, we're building up a mixed production farm, planning to farm during retirement, and we have a permanent hand for a livestock facility. Now we're having to consider uh, reconsider our business plans. We may sell the farm and buy a farm in a more rural area with definite right to farm protection or move to another state that is more welcoming and protective of small farm rights. Mm. So... That's not you got to be careful. Yeah, you know, you got to pay attention to this stuff, you know? Yeah, right. It's crazy. Uh, Michigan is the, uh, the same state where uh, Julie Bass of Oak Park was threatened with jail time for uh, teaching her kids how to grow a vegetable garden because she, uh, she dared plant it in the front yard. Oh, that's ridiculous. As opposed to the backyard, right? Well, there's better sun in the front. We had, when we lived in our tiny little weird HOA community, we had it on the side of the garage because that was the only place to get sunshine. Yeah. But nobody complained, and we actually had cucumbers and peppers and tomatoes one year. Yeah. Uh, Mike Adams also points out that uh, Michigan was the same place where the Michigan Department of Natural Resources uh, conducted uh, armed raids on pig farmers uh, with the intent of shooting all of the farmers' pigs under a invasive species order. Uh, that had declared uh, these types of uh, hogs to be invasive species. They were basically heritage if, hogs. If, even if they were not wild? Like, it's the one thing yeah, to talk about. Yeah, even if they about. weren't wild. That's ridiculous. Because the the uh, saying, or the, the argument was that, well, if they got loose and they, you know, bred in the wild, uh, then it would be, you know, they could be invasive. Yeah, they got they got a lot of grief over it, but... Wow, this sounds like a really not a good place to grow to go live, if, especially if you want to do your own thing. Well, I think this is, I, you know, I, I don't know how much of this is just Michigan or how much of this is other states around the country, because here in Virginia, we've had issues. It's gotten better over the past couple of years, but um, Martha Bonetta, in, uh, she has Liberty Farm up near Warrington. Oh, and she got in trouble with those... Uh, the the Piedmont, Piedmont Environmental yeah. Council people, right? And she had the, uh, the they had the conservation easement, uh, and she got dinged for having like a garden hose laying out because it disrupted the view shed, right? I mean, like all kinds of crazy stuff. She, and the county tried to fine her for having a birthday party for her friend's kid because they said she needed a special use permit. For her uh, own property? For her own property. I th- if my friend wanted to have a party at my house, I'd be, be like, like yeah, We need sure. to have a special use permit for our Halloween party this wow. weekend, right? So it happens everywhere. You know, this mm-hmm. is, but it's it's a matter of paying attention at the county level and at the local level. You know, a lot of times this stuff does happen locally. Um, I So I was really hardened, actually, this week. I talked about it on Cam and Company. Up in uh, Pennsylvania, in Bucks County, then uh, in a, a community called Buckingham, they were going to vote on an ordinance, or they brought up an ordinance that would have banned shooting on parcels of land that were like less than ten acres. 
Uh, and it was apparently because of one guy that they're having problems with and they say that he's shooting in an unsafe direction. And 35 people showed up at the county commission meeting, which is pretty good. Um, and they all said, look, if the problem is one guy, then deal with the one guy. Don't pass laws that are going to impact all of Everybody us. Everybody else, right. Even the former police chief showed up to testify, and he said, go down, talk to the district attorney, and find out what you get this guy on. Because if he's shooting in an unsafe direction, then that's against the law, and you should be able to take care of it. You don't need to pass an ordinance that's going to affect everybody else. Right, that's just dumb. And Plus, he's not going to play, if he's not paying attention to the law now, he's not going to pay attention to a new law. Exactly. So, um, so and, and so the board voted, and they voted it down, uh, and common sense prevailed. And I was really hardened to see that. I was hardened to see that there was such a, a big turnout. Because common sense won. Yeah, absolutely. And then common sense won. The, uh, the, the folks on the council actually listened uh, to what the uh, folks in the audience said. But um, if nobody had showed up or if three people had shown up instead of 35 people had shown up, yeah. I, I don't know that we would have gotten the uh, the same result. So No, probably not. You do have to pay attention to, to what's going on locally. Yeah. You just can't avoid it, unfortunately. No, that's crazy, though. Yeah, isn't it? I can't believe that. I'm glad we're actually getting a chance to hang out here on the picnic table and chat. It's like almost November, but it's kind of a nice night. It is, it is nice and clear and crisp. It's a little chilly, but it's not too cold. No, I have my new free vest on and... And a hoodie. And a hoodie, and a yeah. Hat. But it's going to be 80 degrees this weekend. I know, but then it'll probably get back to normal. I think that's going to be that's going to be whatever, our version of an Indian summer. Right. Or, or is that now uh, uh, not politically not, correct either? Yeah. So I don't know what you call it then. The the weird short period of warm <laughs> summerish weather that always happens in the fall and goes away quickly. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, people. It's an Indian summer. <laughs> Uh, yes, but it does give us like one last day to climb into the above ground pool and clean out the leaves before, yeah, before we can close the, it up. Uh, the the trees really start dumping leaves into the pool and we can close it up. And yeah, yeah that was going to happen last weekend. I'm like, man, it's a high of 62. That's a little chilly. Yeah. I don't really want to get in there, but uh, if it's going to be 80 something on Sunday. I'll do it. Okay. I can I can get in there and clean that up. Uh, so we're going to take another time out. When we come back, we've got a lot of your emails, and we've got some ghost stories to tell. So stick around. We've got more of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Journalism, trying to speak truth to power. And yeah, of course, Fox is right of center and all that. It's still, they're running with the better story. The New York Times is downplayed. The New York Times is trying to give people who like Hillary Clinton explanations for why they should still vote for this incredibly morally decrepit, ooh, I like that, human being. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Plays Radio Network. Well, it was not a dark and stormy night, but uh, it was dark. 
It's clear, actually. You can see a lot of stars. You can. If we weren't sitting right by the back porch light, we could probably see the Milky Way. I did see the Milky Way last night. It keeps turning on and off as we're sitting here wiggling around. The light goes back on again. I know. So, uh, ghost stories, ghostly experiences you had a lot of with our house. On your Facebook. Oh, here. I don't we'll, know. We'll talk here, and then we'll, yeah, and then I want to talk about the uh, the experiences that Well, I've heard footsteps. You've heard footsteps. Kid f- hey, you're not telling a story very well. I got to tell you, like, you got to build up. We're telling spooky stories. Not like, I heard footsteps, you heard footsteps. Well, you got to tell stories. Well, when we got to paint a picture. When we first moved here, my neighbor told us <laughs> that the, the, the last of the seven generations of the family that lived here actually built the house that they live in. And they both died of old age in that house. And she's at the top of the at hill. At the top of the hill, she's seen the ghosts of the people who used to live here. Well, after we first moved in, she saw them a lot in her house like activity was pretty high when we first moved into the house Mm -hmm. but they've since calmed down but um so apparently redheads see ghosts more often than anybody else my mom saw them neighbors redheaded so so says mythology so says mythology so says the common whatever kid five that time youngest daughter the kid youngest daughter when we were having the electrical work when they put the power lines underground Mm -hmm. she said she saw those that couple that used that and they were standing in the driveway in our driveway and miss the missus seemed fine the mister she says he seemed kind of mad they didn't like they didn't seem to like what was going on i think they were kind of concerned what we were doing something different to the house Mm -hmm. and they were kind of coming down and making sure we weren't messing anything up either that or maybe they buried people between here and the the top of the driveway along the road and see they were just a little concerned that we were going to stumble on their secret i guess i I don't know but anyway we she hasn't seen them since i haven't heard of it since then either yeah the uh the first summer that we after we moved in uh i was outside one night we had had a fire and everybody else had gone in and it was right around midnight and, and and by the way, I've never had anything happen my entire life. I've like, oh, I wonder what would it be like? Would it be, you know, like I've, I've, I've kind of wanted to see something, wanted, but like nothing. Right. Nothing. Even when I go to supposedly haunted places, nothing. Don't feel anything. Never get chills. Nothing. Yeah, no. Me neither. So I wasn't thinking anything about ghosts or anything. I was just looking into the fire uh, and getting ready to go to bed because it was midnight, and I hear footsteps on our front porch. And I look up, and I can see the front porch, and there's nobody on the front porch. So I'm thinking, well, okay, well, that wasn't footsteps on the front porch. It sounded like boots walking on a front porch. Mm, and you should know Plumpy McClump. I, I know that sound very well. And so I'm kind of curious, but I just think it's probably the dog and our oldest son wrestling in the living room. Yeah, maybe, you yeah. Know. Um. And I hear it again, and it's footsteps. I can hear footsteps. It really sounds like it's on the porch, but I'm looking at the porch as I hear it. So I'm like, okay, well, this is ridiculous. And I'm kind of mad because I'm thinking it's my oldest son wrestling around with a dog, and it's really loud, and it's midnight, and people sleeping. And so I get up from the fire, and I go walk up, and I'm getting ready to go in the house and give him a piece of my mind. And I I walk past the living room window. I'm on the front porch, and I look in the living room window, and oldest son is asleep on the couch, and the dog is asleep on the floor. Mm. So it wasn't them. It wasn't them. And not only that, but the clomp, clomp, clomp on the porch didn't wake up the dog. Mm. 
who wakes up at everything. There is that. Right? Yeah. So that was weird to me. Like that was I that was the thing that I can't explain. Yeah. And then you heard the clomp 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 on the stairs because you're on the front porch because you thought that it was me. Yeah. I and but you were like in the bathroom and I then I was like what? And the goats, you made me go outside to look, and the goats were all, all locked up. up. They weren't, yeah. Because it's either you or the goats. Right. The goats have freaked me out before. Yes. I've, I've, I've been, you know, hanging out, and the goats are on the back porch, and I can't see them, but I hear, like, it sounds like there are footsteps outside. I'm like, what is that? And then I realized, oh, it sounds like a lot. And it sounds like, what is it, like an army of demons or that? And no, it's the goats. It's, it's the, just the six goats. goats clomping down the steps yeah. in the back. We have a tiny, tiny little back deck that used to be a door. But we can't use it as a door. It's so off kilter now. Yeah. The house has settled so much. Hopefully it's done settling. We're not going to have like the leaning, leaning farmhouse of Farmville. I haven't felt any change in that back hall since we moved in. And even though there's a little bit of a cant to it, it's still super sturdy. I don't think this place is going anywhere. I, this is a gigantic field stone foundation. I think you're right, but I'm solid. still going to knock on wood since yeah. you're tempting fate here. Uh, so I also asked the question on Facebook if uh, anybody wanted to share their own ghostly experiences and uh, got a, several great responses. Drew wrote in, he says, since we bought our 104-year-old roughly uh, house, oddly nothing out of the ordinary has happened, but the house we lived in in town for 10 years before that always had strange smells coming from the basement and the sound of breaking glass from the basement. would be snuggled in watching TV and we would hear what would sound like we were sure was a sack of dishes or a creative stored antique glassware crash into the basement floor. I'd go rushing down to the basement to investigate and there was never anything out of place. Weird. Right? It happened. Something happened down there and involved breaking, breaking dishes. Yeah. Uh, Joe wrote in, said several years ago I was at a funeral home for my grandfather's funeral. I was with a cousin of mine in the little kitchen that was there when the sink started running. Freaked both of us out because we were the only ones on that side of the building and we were on the other side of the room. Ooh. Right. Uh, Megan Zerfus wrote in, said I have a 9-foot, 48-star American flag that's haunted. I bought it from an estate sale. I think it may have covered someone's casket. I've seen the man on several occasions, an older gentleman who I refer to as the Colonel. He only appears when we are in a new house or when the flag wasn't displayed properly. Ooh. Right? A haunted flag. A haunted flag. Oh, wow. That's creepy. Kind of makes you want to like return it to his rightful owner, right, Megan? Like yeah. Maybe the Colonel's not at rest and he, <laughs> and he wants to be. We'd have to do what we'd have. You'd have to burn it, right? Um, yeah, it's the only proper way to get rid of a flag. Uh, yes. But then uh, that seems kind of sacrilegious to burn the guy's flag. Right. Yeah, that would probably be a bad thing. Maybe he'd be even madder, and he'd go haunt, like, <laughs> exactly. the linen closet. Right. I'm just going to find any fabric that I can find. Right, and just mess with you. We're not making light of the whole no. flag thing at all. No, don't. We're, I'm just, I can't imagine, like, what you can do about that. Uh, I guess you just respect the flag. Respect the flag. <laughs> right? the flag. You, you totally have to do that like Samuel Jackson's voice. Treat it, treat it well. Yeah. Um, Mike wrote in says, I have my weights down in the basement. Sometimes when I go down there to work out, they've moved a bit. My wife only goes down there when I'm with her, so it isn't her moving them. And there's nobody else but me to move them. Maybe you're sleep lifting, Ooh. Mike. Or maybe the house isn't quite level and they're just rolling a bit. I don't, I don't know. know. Be, I mean, that would be, be hard to roll, I guess. Uh, Nathan said, I was home alone one night at my parents' very old house, circa mid to late 1800s. The oldest part of the home was formerly a doctor's office that was later relocated 
to its current land and then added on to. Anyway, I was sitting around the house alone. My parents were out when I heard the most horrible, terrible scream that I'd ever heard. It sounded like it was coming from inside the house. It was so loud. It was bone curdling. Oh, jeez. I was freaked out of my mind. I walked around the house, turned on the lights, looked around outside. I could find nothing. I went over a decade not knowing what that scream was. Later, after the what does the fox say craze, I found that one of the sounds that a female red fox makes is called a vixen scream. And the vixen scream sounded exactly like the sound that I heard. So the moral of the story, says Nathan, there's almost always an explanation to something you may think is supernatural. Oh, I agree. Almost always. In fact, I would say probably 99% of the time you can explain it somehow. Yeah. Um, then it's, is it an explanation or is it but, really what's going there's, on? You know, sometimes there's that one percent of stuff, and again, maybe it's that you just don't have all the information needed to to make that rational uh, conclusion. But or Bob, maybe there's some stuff you just sometimes yeah. you just can't explain stuff. Bobcats kind of make a similar screamy, oh yeah, throated like somebody's being murdered sound. And I was out there with the puppy, who is huge, by the way, huge big puppy pulls me around the yard. He almost pulled my arm off trying to run back in the house after he heard those bobcats um, yelling in the front pasture area. Uh, and he is enormous. And he is so strong for a six-month-old puppy. Uh, Mary Callison says, uh, we've had nothing here on our 1920s farm. Mm. She says, well, I guess the first week we did have a toy go off in the middle of the night. We're sitting in the middle of the toy room floor. It's a little Einstein spaceship thing, and it played the song. Thank God my, hummy, my hubby was uh, not working that night. He was home, otherwise I never would have slept. Went to the toy room, picked it up, lights were still flashing, and I said, no, Marshall. <laughs> Marshall was the name of the ghost that lived in my sister-in-law's house that they just moved from. We blame all weird things on Marshall. Oh, okay. Uh, so far of the seven months that we've been here, that was it. Uh, Mary says, we do have other stories from the past. One uncle's house was haunted. He was picked up and thrown out of a chair and told to get out. Oh, Mary says, uh, that house was scary as hell. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess if you get yelled at to get out, it's pretty scary. Right? Anytime yes. a disembodied voice says, get out, right? That's now, some Scooby-Doo stuff. I'm sure my mom will write in and correct my telling of the story, but apparently when I was a kid, we lived in a 200-plus-year-old house in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and we had a ghost that wasn't there all the time, but he visited... Uh, he, they, they, my mom found out. I think he was like a friend of the family that lived there before us, and he was there, and he showed up at her door and my door and like someplace else, like a couple of nights in a row. And apparently, it was like my mom found out that he was like trying to warn them about something, and it might have involved whoever. And the little their daughter had my bedroom, so it was like, ooh. And yeah. I think his name was Tom. Hmm. But. Again, I'm sure I got that all wrong, but that was kind of that's kind of creepy, and that's you know, 200 plus year old house, 50 some almost 50 years ago, right? When in Massachusetts, you know, there's got to be tons of ghosts up there. There's people, people there since like when 1600s, right? I mean, and that's just colonies. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we're gonna take a, a time out. If you would like to share, I know our next podcast is gonna be post Halloween, but if you have any good. Uh, spooky tales to tell. Uh, I would love to hear them. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram at Cam Edwards at Corny Goat Farm. And we'll be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network right after this. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
Salcedo Show. There's been so many complaints of voting irregularity, and here's the most common scenario. You vote straight-ticket Republican, and at the end you're checking everything, and and they, they highly caution you check everything, and everything is marked Republican except the top job, President. Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. The Chris Salcedo Show. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so I got an email from James, and it's actually about a topic that we discussed on Cam and Company, sponsored by Nozzle, which you can... Your weekdays, 2 to 5 Eastern on NRA TV. Uh, watch it live in high definition. Also, midnight Eastern on Sirius X and Patriot 125. There was a story about federal employees and their campaign contributions. Uh, about 95% of those campaign contributions going to Hillary Clinton. Mm. And James says, I'm totally confused here. I've been working directly for the Department of Defense for 33 years, 21 years as an active duty officer, six years as a government civilian, six years as a contractor. Uh, where do these campaign contribution numbers come from? Uh, well, the, the story was in the Hill uh, newspaper. This is, they did the analysis uh, of uh, 14 agencies, and they found roughly $2 million dollars that federal employees had spent on presidential politics by the end of September, and they say about 1.9 million of that went to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, they people making donations of their own money, yes. or is this donations like my company will give me twenty five dollars to donate to some third world business if I? No, I think this is people making their own money, but oh. they're they're federal employees. Okay. Um, and they said that the, the uh, percentage of donations from Defense Department employees was 84% uh, to Hillary Clinton. Mm. So that's where the numbers are coming from, James. Um, James says most everyone I know in the Department of Defense is gravely concerned about the direction of our government, especially in the recent decade. No one's happy with the status quo. And no one that I know, he says, is looking to preserve the status quo so they can, uh, as you put it, ride the gravy train. Well, I, I will say this, James. I, I think the Department of Defense is where you are less likely to find that attitude. Um, but having lived in the D.C. suburbs for uh, eight years or so, having uh, a lot of neighbors and acquaintances who work in federal government, that, look, the, preserving the status quo doesn't necessarily mean that people get up every day and say, you know what, I know the system is rotten and I wanted to stay that way. The status quo is I want to stay in my house. I want to be able to send my kids to camp. I want to be able to make my car payment. I want my job security. I don't want to see government shrink. I want to see government grow. Uh, not because necessarily they believe in big government, but because they like their job and they want to be able to keep their job. Sometimes yeah. that's all the status quo means. I, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe a, or ascribe a lot of uh, nefarious intent to every government employee. Um, but again, if it's your tax dollars at work, rather than you know you getting a a taxpayer derived salary um you might not have the same opinion you might want the uh the folks there the 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 ever growing number of federal employees you might want that number to shrink and you know you're not you it doesn't mean you want or, or issuing wishing ill on uh, those government employees and you, I don't want your kid to go to summer camp and I want you to struggle. That's not, again, that's not what the fight is about. No, that's um, not. Mm. but the, uh, 
the, 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 the point that I was making with this is that there were a couple of industries, and really only a couple of industries, James, where we see this huge disparity, right? We just saw last week the Center for Public Integrity uh, told us that 96% of campaign donations from journalists this year are going to Hillary Clinton. Mm. Now the Hill says, well, 95% of uh, federal employees' political contributions are going to Hillary Clinton. You know, we live in, in a divided country. We live in, we're told all the time, we live in a 50-50 nation. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting that there are a couple of areas where that divide is not evident. No, not in these cases. And it's no. not evident in the media, and it's not evident in government workers, and it's not evident in academia. No. I think those three areas, you are you're able to see the, the, the skewed... Uh, composition of these industries, and and I think that that's harmful, uh, and that's really that was my my only point, James. It's not that there aren't conservatives, it's not that there aren't uh, people who want to shrink the size of government, who work in government. There there are obviously, but as someone who's worked even in DoD, uh, do you really think that there is balance in the federal government? Do you really think that there are roughly the same number of conservatives and independents and progressives in government? Because I, I mean, you'd be in a better position than me to see it, but I don't see it. Yeah. But I do appreciate the uh, the email. James also says, uh, on a new topic, I wish you and Missy the best as she goes through treatment. I'm praying for a speedy, side effect free, and 100% recovery, and for courage and strength for you and the family. And Jim, thank you, thank first you. of all, for your service uh, in 21 years as an active duty officer uh, and your time uh, working in, in the DOD as well as a uh, government civilian and a contractor. And thank you. For the uh, for the kind wishes and yeah. and I really do appreciate it. Uh, also, have an email from Dean in Sebring, Florida, who said, uh, "My wife at age forty had her first and only mammogram, showing that she had a lump in her breast. Uh. A couple of biopsies later, her oncologist suggested a bilateral bilateral mastectomy. Uh. She had the surgery and chemotherapy. Her oncologist said you're young and can handle it. So instead of once a week for twelve months, she had it twice a week for six months." Uh. Her last treatment, February 14th, 2008. She says the surgery is the hard part and chemo with the right support is a cakewalk. I told her Missy is from Jersey and lived in Camden. And my wife said, oh, oh, she's got this. <laughs> uh, Cam, if you need someone to lean on and talk to, please call me, Missy. You got it. My wife says so, and I believe it. On another note, says Dean, spring 2017 will come quick. And I want to toss this out. How about a 40-acre fool rendezvous <sighs> in Farmville? Oh, that'd be fun. Dean says I could be there on a Friday afternoon. I could leave on Monday. Maybe we need to have some sort of, uh, if we don't have a 40-acre and a fool rendezvous, uh, in 2017, Dean, we'll have to do some sort of, uh, you know, meet up at the NRA annual meeting yeah. uh, next year in Atlanta, Georgia. But thank you again, and I'm really glad that your wife is doing well, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Uh, Deborah wrote in, says, first of all, I've been praying for Missy and all of you. What great spirit you are and have. Uh, Deborah is almost our neighbor, not quite. Mm. As close as uh, our friend Felicity, but uh, okay. but but up in Madison, Virginia. So, okay. uh, in the near frontier, you are you are in that near frontier, Deborah. Deborah says, "My husband and I bought our twenty three acres a few years back, just outside of Madison. We plan to retire there amongst apple and pawpaw trees, beehives, maybe goats, and as many old rescue dogs as we can manage. <laughs> We're building a carriage house soon, uh, where I will move to in two thousand eighteen. I hope to work part-time while establishing our planting, shoeing varmints, and supervising building of our real house. My husband, younger than me, 
No comment on that, Ms. E? Oh, well, that's good. Uh, get them young and raise them upright. That's what I did with you. <laughs> I'm listening. I figured there'd be some sort of comment, though. Uh, my husband, younger than me, will stay in Northern Virginia for a few more years and then join me in retirement. Uh, we absolutely love the area. Cannot wait to escape Nova, a place that we have lived way too many years, mm. and now it just seems to be devouring our souls. I know that feeling. Devers is just now beginning to fight our, H- our uh, HOA. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, my teeth start grinding as uh, the closer I get to that on 95. I'm like, Arr. so yeah, I totally get it. Madison, that's Orange County, too. It's really pretty. It is really pretty up there. Um, Deborah says, this past summer we were notified that the cattle farmer across the Little Country Road from us is planning to use biosolids on his field nearest to us. Have you ever had to deal with this? I can't seem to get clear science. Yeah, it's actually fine. Yeah? Yeah, it's like treated with lime and then turned over. It's like totally, yeah, it's it's yeah i got the cold science from our neighbor because um they do it on their property and they were going to do it on our front pasture and i was like nah let's not let's just go ahead and grow the grass all by itself but they use it for their stuff so yeah but yeah and that's their family farm um uh never says the permits were approved out of the county as they always are in virginia even with the enormously popular vineyards uh they pass she says i know cattle are restricted from treated areas for a time as are crops tobacco is really adversely affected i I can't find any information about how it would impact bees uh she said i attended the hearing but i didn't speak as i'm still an outsider beyond the horrible smells and scores of trucks barreling down my little road i can't put my finger on the documented dangers but if you know of any sources uh, I would greatly appreciate the lead. So, well, it works as a they're using it as like a fertilizer. So it's uh, yeah. and it's it's been treated. It's there's like nothing harmful in it anymore. I don't think if anything, it'll probably be helpful for the bees if it helps to grow the right kinds of weeds. I'll do some uh, some research, Debbie, and see what I can uh, what I can find for you. Debbie says, uh, "Love listening to your show. Hope you continue to share your lives. It lifts us all." Well, Debbie, thank you. Oh, thank you. And good luck to you in Madison. And I uh, hope one day uh, we get a chance to uh, to cross paths. Debbie, the future deer, coyote, and bear shoer. <laughs> uh, Brandon also writing in says, I've been listening to 40 Acres and a Fool since it began. And I wanted to write, but I never have got the guts to do it until now. I, I don't know. I don't know what what held you off, Brandon. But uh, we're not. We don't nice bite. Yeah, yeah we're OK. Going with that. Uh, Brandon says, I'm a married millennial with two kids living in South Central Pennsylvania. My wife is a homemaker and I'm the breadwinner. I was raised in simple ways, and after I was married, I wanted to continue them. I currently have a garden, and it did great despite the drought since my wife thoughtfully bought me a sprinkler for my birthday. Nice. Uh, the white potatoes didn't do so well, but I grew sweet potatoes that were f- as fat as my two fists put together. Nice. Yeah, right? And he says we've canned about 45 quarts of tomato sauce as well. Awesome. Yeah. And Brandon, by the way, says, I don't know any other millennial, personally, that does water bath or pressure canning, to be honest. I, you know, Brandon, I, you probably got to go to like Brooklyn. You probably go to like, got to go to like Park Slope neighborhood and maybe there it's a hipster thing to do, Mm. but. Well, like that pickle class you took in DC. Right. I took a pickling class at Living Social. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like quick pickling. Um, Yeah. Good for you though. But good for you. Right. And then you're the real deal you're not the the hipster deal uh my shell peas carrots broccoli all did well too says brandon i have dreams one day of possibly owning five acres or so and trying to do a few chickens and a pig but i have to find the right place here in pennsylvania we also have plans to homeschool our kids as well brandon says i think it's important to have our values and real life knowledge passed down within the home instead of letting the government decide what's best to teach 
He said, I listened to your podcast a week or so ago when the topic was on technology. He says, I sometimes feel like a reject of the millennial age group when it comes to technology. I've been called a Luddite. I'm not Amish <laughs> or Mennonite either, but I always question if new technology is actually helping our humanity. I feel it's more beneficial for face-to-face conversations, and it annoys me when they work and my work think it's necessary for me to be connected to them 24-7. Mm. Our society needs to find a good balance. Brandon says, I'm still under the opinion that one day we'll lose the simple way of life and future generations will never have the opportunity to experience life that was a bit slower with deeper connections to neighbors and friends. Anyway, he says, thanks for letting me rant a little. Hopefully this email will break my silence and I can keep you updated on my garden. Uh, One last thing, Brandon says, I'm going to try muzzleloader hunting this fall and had a great time with my dad and grandfather spending guy time sighting it in this past weekend. Hope all is well. My prayers go to you and Missy. And Brandon, thank you very much. Don't be a stranger. Muzzleloader. And uh, best of luck. That's a, oh, that's a kind of, oh yeah, that's that special kind of like a very. like the black powder. Yeah, black powder, yeah. Old old school. Old school. That's very old school. Well, Brandon did say he's been called a Luddite before. Yeah. I think a, uh, an appreciator of the classics, uh, Brandon. And if you like to read, there's a, a book that I just finished this week, uh, sort of piggybacking on that conversation that we were having about technology and self-driving cars and the trade-offs to uh, having these uh, you know new technologies come into our lives. Uh, Tim Wu is the author, and it's called The Attention Merchants, and I can't give you the subtitle right now. Uh, it's basically a history of advertising and, and how advertisers and how uh, companies have, have tried to you know put themselves in front of us and how their tactics and techniques have changed as technology has changed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from the newspapers in the 1800s to now Facebook and social media and all of the data collection. And, and Tim Wu is another one of those guys who sort of makes that point that, you know, we're, we're entering into all these agreements with these companies and we're not reading the fine print and people will take advantage of the fact that we don't like to read the fine print. I think we're seeing this in politics right now. Michael Bloomberg pushing these gun control referendums around the country. And the, you know, the top line question that people will read is, do you want to require background checks for every gun sale or transfer with some exceptions? And they don't read the fine print. They don't read the exceptions. They don't know that, there's no exception for you temporarily loaning your best friend a firearm so you can go hunting for a week. Or when your neighbor says, hey, I've got this stalker and I'm going to go buy a gun, but for the next couple of days, can I just, do you have anything that I can use to protect myself? Uh, that, they don't say that that would be a crime. You, you think that these, you know, uh, scenarios and situations where nobody's going to be hurt, there's no criminal intent, might be covered, and no. They're actually not, but they're counting on people not to read the fine print, mm. just like a lot of companies are counting on people. We never read the EULAs. No, we don't, and 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 that is to uh, our detriment. But you know, the other thing that happened since uh, the last podcast we were talking about this, Brandon, was the uh, big uh, denial of service attack on you know uh, Spotify and Twitter and a huge chunk of the internet, and these hackers. Uh, conducted this uh, uh, attack using the Internet of Things. They used the smart toasters and they used the smart refrigerators and they used the smart thermostats and your TVs and they used all of these devices that apparently are really freaking hackable because they're all made in China and they're not encrypted (laughs) and they have really basic password protection and hackers figured out oh we can use the computing power and we can link all these things together and all of these things can turn into little mini remote uh, right? I'm so glad our smart 
TVs are dumb because we're not we don't have enough bandwidth. This is the this is one of the benefits of <laughs> uh, not being able to uh, have real internet. Which, by the way, for a brief period of time, for like three hours this week, I thought <laughs> that we were going to have good internet because I I just went online. And somebody was telling me, oh, yeah, the DSL, it's, it's so much better. You can stream video, and you should check and see. So I go online, and I check and see. And we're eligible for 10 megabyte download. We could stream video. Oh, my gosh, we could actually have real Internet. And so I sign us up, and then a couple hours later, they call me, and they're like, ha, psych, it's uh, it's not 10 megs. It's 1.5 <laughs> megs download. Well, is that enough to stream video? No, that's yeah. not even enough to look at pictures. So yeah. I was like, oh, Okay, well, never mind. So yeah, we're right. back to the bad internet, but uh, whatever. Right, well, it keeps us. You know, look, it 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 makes it a lot easier to read. Makes it a lot easier to do these things, uh, and we do get distracted. I think by the uh, the shiny objects. So anyway, Brandon, that's my rambling response. Thank <laughs> you for writing in. Um, I think we might have one or two more here. Michael, uh, Captain Michael Dooley, Captain. <sighs> Uh, United Airlines retired. Uh, Writing in, he says, My prayers and thousands of others go out to Miss E and you and your family. God bless and Godspeed in the days ahead. And uh, Captain Dooley, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Robin also uh, writing in with a uh, uh, email here. Uh, still making slow progress, Robin says, on the job front, but have uh, come to some recent realizations. She says, another way of saying breaking through my denial. <laughs> uh, it would be better to do the education and become employable as a nurse than to lose the farm. Hmm. Uh, I really tried, but I wasn't able to get any traction anywhere, getting a real job. She says, I think the thing that I hate the most and cannot say it is that when people want to help, so they start spouting off places to work that couldn't possibly pay my bills because it's all about getting a job, any job. Hopefully, she says, I'm not there yet. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Robin, listen, we are keeping you in our thoughts and our prayers, uh, and I, I just wish you the best, and just hang on, um, and I do believe the better days are coming. Uh, Robin says, I stand with Missy in solidarity in her fight against this horrible disease, but I cannot shave what little hair I have since I'm oh, job hunting. <laughs> please don't do that. It's been sweet that some there's been a couple of gentlemen that Rob actually shaved their head, but pictures. they're guys, so it's all good. Guys can do that. You're bald. Guys are bald. Like I had a friend say something about, well, if you're going to be bald, I'm going to be bald. And I'm like, you will not shave your head. You have beautiful red hair. You are not doing anything with it. You leave your hair alone. You keep your hair in, in like, give me some strength to grow mine back. Because they said it's two to three months after the chemo stops that your hair starts to come back. Okay. So that's like... I have to go through winter, Mom. <laughs> well, but your head, like the earth itself, will be renewed in the spring. And I might have all white curly hair and by then. And new shoots. And new shoes. New shoots. New shoots. New shoots. Yes. I, me and the garden will both, <laughs> both have new shoots. Exactly. Yes. You're funny. Exactly. Well, listen, Robin, thank you for trying to uh, cheer our spirits. And again, right back at you. If there's anything that we can do to help. Uh, but in the meantime, know that, that uh, we're thinking about you as well. Uh, and thank you for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. The Instagram account for Missy is Corny Goat Farm. For myself, it is Cam Edwards. Uh, I am back on Facebook now. 
Uh, I've got the public page. If you're friends with me, I think I'm almost out of friends, but I'll be friending as many people as I can. But uh, follow us on the uh, public page for Cam Edwards, and uh, I'm still boycotting Twitter for the time being. Yeah, as as anyone should, actually. Missy is yawning. I'm tired. All right. It's a long night. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Have a a wonderful week, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. Happy Live a little spook a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.